Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Masters class, talking about greatest Royal Rumble moments. Obviously getting ready for Royal Rumble 2022 already. Some big surprises already named for this year's Rumble, but we got two of our Hall of Famers that I know have some memories that they want to share. Mark Henry, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. And Bully Ray, Hall of Famer, WWE, TNA, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Well, thank Should you be very a fun much. One. Yeah, no, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. And I think it's gonna be a good mix of memories that you guys have and our favorite memories as fans. And again, that's the only perspective that I can give. But Bully, we'll start with you because I think you have some great memories as a fan and of course as a wrestler. When we discussed uh doing this Royal Rumble podcast, uh, I immediately had three moments come to mind and as a performer, I normally go with whatever pops into my head first because it's the purest, it's the most original. Uh, I've been fortunate enough with the WWE to have my my own great uh, Royal Rumble match, an actual Royal Rumble moment. And as a fan, I have a personal favorite moment for, for one of the other guys, one of the other competitors. So, I mean, my first Royal Rumble moment personally would have to be the Royal Rumble 2000 New York City Madison Square Garden, Hardys versus the Dudleys in the first ever tag team tables match. You know, the Hardys and Edge and Christian had already had their ladder match uh, about six months earlier. That's what put those two teams really on the map. And then the Hardys and the Dudleys in the tables match in the garden at the Royal Rumble, a match that is still talked about today. Um, at a Royal Rumble that is still talked about today. That was a, uh, an awesome card at the garden. It just stands out to me as a performer because it helped put, you know, the, the Dudleys in the same category in the WWE universe as the Hardys and Edge and Christian people obviously knew us from ECW, but we needed to have that one breakout match. And this was our first breakout match we didn't win but this is the classic go over and get over the hardys definitely went over but that was the first moment that the dudleys truly got over in the wwe uh if you've never seen the match before i encourage you to go to peacock royal rumble 2000 check out the hardys and the dudleys um in the tables match we just had matt hardy on this week yep talking about it on his new podcast 
So uh, yeah, check that out. I never had an actual Royal Rumble moment. Me and Devon were never in the Rumble in our own until I got a phone call in 2015. They said, hey, listen, uh, Road Dog actually re reached out to me and he's like, the Rumble is in Philly. We'd love to have you as a surprise. Uh, what do you think? And I was like, man, I've never been in a Rumble before. I don't care if I'm out there for one minute or if I win the damn thing. I I'd love to be a part of it. Kept it extremely hush-hush. WWE really went out of their way to, uh, to to keep it a surprise. I didn't tell anybody. Um, not even Dreamer knew. Um, I, I think maybe I told Devon like an hour beforehand um, that I was going to be there. And it's one of those moments that I always talk about. I was the first surprise. I was number three in the Rumble. The Miz was already out there. R-Truth was already out there. Here comes that first countdown. Boom. And our, uh, you know, the, 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 the rockets go, the explosions <clears throat> and out I came. And I just remember that wall of sound in Philadelphia, that rush of energy that overcame me. Um, I I'm, I'm fortunate enough and blessed enough to have uh, one hell of a pop that night. And I remember blacking out for a quick second because it, the, my adrenaline was running so hard. I got to slide in got to light up the Miz a little bit. Me and R-Truth did the what's up and the, and the 3D. And, uh, and then about four minutes in, here come Bray Wyatt and threw my ass over the top rope. <laughs> and that was the end of the rumble for me. But I had a great time. I enjoyed it. And my own personal favorite as a fan was the very next year, seeing AJ Styles enter the rumble at number three also. And, you know, sharing a ring with AJ in TNA and seeing the progression of AJ and then AJ leaving TNA and betting on himself, going to New Japan, become, becoming, I believe, a two-time IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and then being a mega surprise. I was happy for him to see a young guy who I knew had such a bright future ahead of him and to see the WWE Universe welcome him with open arms to see today what he's gone on to do. Uh, that was an exciting moment for me. I remember it was me and Kane sitting at Gorilla watching it together. And when AJ came out, that place went, as Pat Patterson would say, the place went banana. And uh, yeah, I was really happy for AJ. So lots of great uh, personal moments for myself at the Rumble. And also as a fan, getting to see AJ was great also. Uh, a couple of things from what you said, because, you know, you mentioned Madison Square Garden and you mentioned Philadelphia. You grew up going to Madison Square Garden and obviously you became a legend in Philadelphia. How important was it for you to have those moments happen at, you know, a city that you pretty much grew up in in your wrestling world and then going to a building that you grew up watching pro wrestling? It was a, it was a huge deal. Um I sat in the front row the night Jimmy Snuka jumped off the top of the steel cage onto the magnificent Morocco and performing in the garden that night, which I think might've been the first time we were ever in the garden. Maybe we were on a house show before that. I don't remember, but I think this was the first show at the garden for us. I knew I wanted to have my Snuka moment. I wanted to create something memorable for myself, a picture that I could go back and look at when I'm on my deathbed 
And I could say, I did that in Madison Square Garden. And there's a really great shot of me standing on top of the entranceway or right across from the entranceway on that first level up with my hands in the air and the garden in front of me. And I, it was like my rock star moment. It was, it was a WrestleMania moment at the Rumble where I got to take it all in. And that one picture for me has lived on. And to, to know that you had a match that some people say stole the show at the Rumble in the garden, growing up in New York, seeing Snooker go off on Morocco, it was, a, it was cool. And then to get called back for the Rumble in Philly, I don't think I've ever been knocked on my ass by a pop before. Not at the Astrodome at TLC2, not at AT&T Stadium in Texas, but that pop in Philadelphia just, it floored me. To be able to have those moments in your two hometowns, obviously New York being my hometown, hometown, Philly being where I really made a name for myself and we made a name for ourselves, you really can't ask for anything more than that. Now, Mark, you've been involved in the Royal Rumble before, uh, but also I know as a fan, one of your favorite moments involved the moment at Madison Square Garden as well. Well, I mean, as a fan fan, uh, it would have to be my senior year in high school, uh, 1990. Uh, Hulkamania was still a a big deal. It's still running wild. (laughs) <laughs> and it was still running wild. And and Andre, I was so mad to see everybody gang up and throw Andre out. Piss me off. And Savage was in there. Bret Hart was in there. It was it was that heyday for me as a, uh, a wrestling fan. Um, I mean, Dusty Rhodes was in there. Uh, I, I think the Sheik was in it. There was so many of the people that I grew up loving that was in that one. That was that was and, and that was the first time that I ever saw because, you know. Hogan was always. Pretty cool with Ultimate Warrior. And when they went face to face. It changed it, whatever it was, it was like, OK, it's my time, old man. And Hogan was like. Not just yet, youngster. No, it's not. And and you can feel that tension. And, and that was the one that as a fan. But in 2008, you know, I, I was probably down to the last eight or uh, seven or eight guys. And I hear this. I mean, blood curdling scream when the music hit. And the countdown came, and it was John Cena. And the crowd, I mean, it was piercingly loud to where all the air, the way I described it was all the air went out. And it was bumping feed time. Boy, John Cena came in and started the whomping and a stomping and a punching and a kicking and clotheslining and hip tossing people and, and, and he threw me out and, uh, I was, I walked to the back and normally you walk to the back and it's quiet because you can hear the bumping around of the ring, but I'm walking back, you know, licking my wounds and I can't hear, 
I actually, I think at one point put my hand over my ears because we had to walk through the crowd to get to the back. And it, it was, Dave, it was as loud as any bump, I mean, any crowd that I ever heard. And um, that's why when I tell people about how loud that CM Punk uh, match was in Chicago, that I've experienced that before a couple of times. And that was one of those moments. Well, just to look back, Mark, and you just mentioned the 1990 Royal Rumble. All right, take, take a listen to this. Involved in that 1990 Royal Rumble, uh, Hall of Famer Ted DiBiase, yeah, Hall of Famer Coco Beware, Hall of Famer Jake Roberts, Hall of Famer Randy Savage, Hall of Famer Roddy Piper, Hall of Famer Bret Hart, Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes, Hall of Famer Andre the Giant, uh, Hall of Famer Jimmy Snuka, Hall of Famer Jim Neidhart, Hall of Famer Ultimate Warrior, Hall of Famer Tito Santana, Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan, Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels, Hall, Hall of Famer Mr. Perfect Kerhenny. I mean, seriously, like, think Bro, about I'm that. I'm telling you, it was, it, was, it was amazing. That sounds like a video game. Like, yeah. when, you, when you start rattling off those names, that's like a, some kind of WWE uh, video all game. Those, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's like that 90% of that Royal Rumble, when you look back at it, that honestly, you might look back at that 1990 Royal Rumble. That might be the most star-studded Hall of Fame lineup in Royal Rumble history of all time. That's it's, an impressive lineup, man. You know what? And I just pulled that out of my ass too, because <laughs> as, I, I I wanted to remember as a fan which one that I remembered the most, and that's that's what came to mind. It's 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 really crazy when you look at that. Look back, I, I you know, bully. You you mentioned it. One thing I'm going to do when this show is over, I'm going to go back and watch Royal Rumble 2000, and I'm definitely going to go back and watch the Royal Rumble match uh, from from 1990. Um, well, you can you can count on this, bully. At the point where they ganged up and threw Andre out, my 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 derogatory term. <laughs> At at and nineteen ninety was piss. So you must have been screaming. Oh man, piss, piss! I oh wow, well, how could they do that? Like I'm bro, like I love Andre still to this day, like a Dave, family member to me. Dave, and, do you know who invented the Royal Rumble? It was Pat Patterson. Yes, it was. And I, I got to tell you, as a creative person, I have been trying for years to invent a new match. I have not been able to come up with one. And to, to just think of how, you know, and, and Mark can attest to this, Pat Patterson, probably the smartest producer agent you've ever worked with, to be able to come up with a brand new match. You know, like... TLC was a brand new match, but it morphed out of something. The Royal Rumble was just a fresh thought in Pat's head. So, so to be able to have that fresh uh, money in the bank, which was a Jericho idea, morphed out of the ladder match. You know, the elimination elimination chamber morphed out of the war games. Who created the war games? Dusty. Yeah. Look at these minds 
who create these memorable gimmick matches that have lived on forever. I wish I could do that. Wow. We'll sit down and think about it, guys. We're <laughs> smart. <laughs> we, know we know things. But, you know, it's, it's funny. You look back at that 1990 Royal Rumble just as an example, Mark, and you mentioned about how, you know, Andre the Giant was eliminated. You know, probably the only thing you could say, Bully, that, you know, more from, you know, that morphed out of to make, create the Royal Rumble would be the Battle Royals, right? You know, we used to see the Battle Royals especially during the territory days. And who was the king of the battle royals? It was Andre the Giant. Like any battle royal that Andre the Giant was in, he always won. It was almost a foregone conclusion. And here you are talking about a Royal Rumble where Andre was a giant was, was eliminated. And they knew that they had to gang up on him. Yep. And everybody worked together to get rid of him because of what you just said. It's 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 pretty incredible, and that's why like it is the road to WrestleMania, and then you know we're gonna get into on our daily show on Busted Open about this year's WrestleMania and our picks and our predictions and what's gonna lead to the main event at, at WrestleMania, and we'll do that on our daily show that you can hear on Sirius XM. But like it is great to look back, and I hope that we see some moments in this year's Royal Rumble. We've seen it recently; Edge's return just a couple of years ago was yeah. big. Like my daughter looks at that edge return from just a couple of years ago. Like, like people look at Royal rumble 2000 or like you look at the Royal rumble of 1990. There's a new generation, a new set of eyes that are watching the Royal rumble for the first time. And you know, it's funny bully. You mentioned AJ, AJ styles debut at the rumble. I remember you know, we were on the air with Busted Open already, and Doug and I were doing the show, wondering if if he did debut at the Royal Rumble, you know, because there's all the surprises and what we might see, if the fans would know who AJ Styles was. You know, AJ Styles was known for Impact, and like you said, New Japan. Like, is the WWE fan base going to know who AJ Styles is? And I kind of doubt it. I don't know. And as we all found out, it was one of the greatest pops in the history of the Royal Rumble. So uh, I think we shared a lot of memories. My all-time favorite is going to always be 1992 Royal Rumble, which Ric Flair won. Uh, I still think that's the greatest Royal Rumble match of all time. And, you know, who knows? Maybe this year we'll have one that's for the record books. And when we're doing this next year... We're going to be looking at 2022, or maybe when somebody is doing this show 30 years from now, they're going to be talking about this year's Royal Rumble. A bully, Mark, thank you so much for sharing those moments and those memories. Don't forget, you can listen to our daily show Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or please subscribe and tell your friends about the Busted Open Podcast and don't forget, every single Sunday, the Masters class drops. This is LaGreca, Bully Ray, Mark Henry. Enjoy this year's Royal Rumble. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President, of sports programming and podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and 
Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.